And then, of course, there's Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. <laughs> Donald Trump often appears on Fox, which is ironic because a fox often appears on Donald Trump's head. Washington Post table with Trump and you can't finish your entree, don't worry, the fox will eat it. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, you ever see the movie Shakes the Clown? No. Have you not seen that? I don't know. I've just never seen it. It's the Citizen Kane of alcoholic clown movies. You've never seen it? Mm -mm. Are you just against clowns? Are you against alcoholic clowns? It was. It came out at a time, you know. I don't know. It was early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Just didn't see a it. lot of people have not seen that movie, mm. which I find regrettable. Um, I went to a. Isn't there also some movie where Bill Murray plays a clown? I got uh, clown that's a good movie up. too. Uh, he plays a clown. They do a bank heist, and he gets away. I forget the name of that movie. Is Shakes the Clown the one where the clown gets raped by hillbillies, and then after like. An unsuccessful birthday party? Or am I... I, I don't know that movie. Okay. <laughs> that once again sounds like another uh, one of your porn movies. Yeah, maybe. That you have on the hard drive somewhere safely hidden away with instructions to be destroyed <laughs> in, in the event of your death. Um, now, this Shakespeare Clown is about an alcoholic clown played by Bobcat Goldthwait. He actually mm. wrote and directed the movie. And uh, last night was the 25th anniversary uh, screening of the film. And I went oh, to I'm it. Oh, I'm so sorry, I missed that. You missed a good opportunity. Yeah. It was yeah. uh, not only did they play the movie, um, they also had a Q and A session with some of the actors in it. And a lot of like, there's pretty big name actors that got their start in that movie. Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Sandler actually told Saturday Night Live mm. that he couldn't come and audition because he was in that movie. Mm. Robin Williams was in the movie. Okay. Uh, Tom Kenny, voice of SpongeBob. Yep. Who actually was like. Who's known Bobcat Goldthwait since like the sixth grade or something, mm. or elementary school since they were six? Mm. Uh, but anyway, those guys did like a whole Q and A afterwards, and uh, I gotta say that movie I think still holds up. Apparently, it cost one point two million to make, and it only earned like uh, box office, domestic, and international, a hundred twenty grand. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know, for some reason it was panned. I'm not quite sure why. I think it's an amazing film, and I recommend everybody to go check it out. I actually was able to ask him a question. I asked him if, um, if he thought that that movie inspired the Insane Clown Posse to form a band. <clears throat> and he said uh, he doesn't, or he'd like not you know, to think that it didn't, mm. but he's not sure. And then he went into this whole anecdote about how he'd actually performed uh, stand-up mm. at a gathering. Yeah. Which, would you ever do that? Like if, if for some weird twist of fate, if yes. they're just like, we want Sick and Wrong mm. to do a live show at a gathering. Absolutely. Even if people I are always, throwing I had, feces. I bought tickets to the gathering one summer. 
Why didn't you go? I I had a one night stand and then I missed my flight with a juggalette. No, just with some chick I met at a bar. Oh, and then I mi- and then I missed my flight because of that. Where was the uh, Where was the? It's like in some. It's like cave rock in Iowa or something. It's the, every year. It's the same place. It's like in some. Weird... But, th- but I mean, it's like in the sticks. I mean, it's yeah, like it's a rural area. Yeah, yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. That's what he was saying because uh, mm. Bobcat was like apparently performed with an actual clown called Upchuck the Clown. Right. And someone threw like a, a can of Fago, like a yeah. full can of Fago, hit the guy in the head, yeah. knocked him unconscious and like split his uh, face open. Sure. Well, you remember they, <clears throat> they almost killed Tila Tequila. Yeah, he brought that up. Yeah. Like they're actually, you know, they knocked the outhouses over and were like throwing shit. Mm-hmm. Like grabbing pieces of shit and tossing shit at her. Yeah. That would have been something to see. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think if we were performing. I mean, they snort wasabi and hit each other with street signs for fun at that thing. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. If we were performing, we probably would get pelted with shit. And then what would you do? It'd be worth it. It'd be worth it. (laughs) Just for the video that would go viral of us just being pelted with shit. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think a lot of our, our fans, listeners, probably wouldn't mind throwing shit at us. I still regret. Um, not going to that. Although that was it was weird because then I was sleeping with the chick for a little while. I think it's the only chick I've ever banged that had uh, fake breasts. Hmm. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess mean, is it? I don't know. I, I mean, I, yeah, I haven't actually been with too many girls. I mean, it was weird either. to me to encounter one because I'd never encountered. Were they know? good fake breasts or were they just very noticeably fake? They were good. All right. I had mean, you, it, did you not know? Or no, you, you wouldn't like... know until you touch them, and then you're like, oh, this is. Well, cause I, I think it depends you know? on when they got it. Like mm. girls are getting, mm. in a, you know, a breast, breast, like a boob job now. Mm. Like they've kind of perfected the technique. They can make a decent, realistic looking uh, tit job. But back in like the early 90s, mm. I mean, it literally looked like someone like it glued softballs on someone's chest. Right. And you could tell you're just like that. That's, I don't know, that's not tit. Yeah, yeah. There's something weird about these tits. Well, I, I remember feeling bad about it because I was like, this isn't. These aren't the values instilled in me by Kurt Cobain in the early 90s, you know? Um, it's here, it's so normalized you in California, like, but on the East Coast, it's kind of like... I condemn the simulacra. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, yeah, it was good. People, go check out Shakes the Clown. It's a damn good movie. Um, I wish more people would have, uh, would have actually appreciated that film. However, it was funny, though. Uh, Adam Sandler commented. He was like, oh, yeah. He goes, it was like comedy prison. He goes, I didn't tell anybody I was involved with this movie for years. Mm. Which I find kind of strange, but hey, who knows? Hmm. It became a cult classic. I don't know if that really matters if it's a cult classic, yet you make no money off of it. Maybe it's just the acclaim. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> I heard you were involved with a uh, porn film, you were telling me? Um, I don't know what this movie was. I, was I, I worked on it yesterday. Just like... Did you have to actually spray, like, you know they use, like, Jergens lotion or what it was, Cetaphil for fake cum? Did you actually have to go spray this? <clears throat> was this, it a, this wasn't a porn it oh. was like a, a fake porn being filmed on the set of a movie. Oh, is a, so it's a movie about a fake porn. Yeah, or it's a movie about somebody that works in porn. Hmm. So there was a fake porn set, and I was playing the director of the porn. Oh. So yeah. did you actually have to like say stuff like, cut, you know, need more uh, cum shots? I was saying stuff because I was talking to the, the, the porn actor, or the guy who was supposed to be the porn actor, who kept getting sprayed down with, with like water, like... So he was all greased. It was weird, and um, and and every take, I'd, every take, every minute, I'd be like, "Grease boy, we need the grease boy again." Um, and uh, so wait, the grease boy had to come over and just and spritz, just lather him up, spritz the dude down. Yeah, yeah. But I was taught, I was they weren't 
recording sound. I mean, I was talking, but it didn't matter what I said. It was just as long as it looked like I was having a so conversation. You're making the gestures. Directorial, you know. So are they going to overdub it, or is it like a montage scene? They'll put like... Um, I, I don't know, D. I didn't sit down with no, the I'm just saying, director. are they going to put a Kenny Loggins know? song over it? Probably, yeah. That might be cool. Yeah. Um, the, or, or Michael McDonald, maybe the one from uh, Running Scared. You know? so. <laughs> Did you get paid? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is this a new thing? You're going to be an extra in a... That's actually, that's not an extra. That's an actual role. It's a background actor. Background character, yeah. Background actor. Um, I mean, hopefully not. I, I mean, I know a lot of people who do that for cash here, you know? Um, it's okay, because it's basically, it's like, I was just sitting there for eight hours, and then I, the actual scene only took 45 minutes. Wow, and you have to sit there so, all day. Yeah, yeah. But you just read. You know, it doesn't matter. You could do whatever. I think a lot of people that do the background yeah. acting work yeah. have, like, money to support them coming from other sources, like right. parents. Right, yeah. You know, parents paying the rent, and you're allowed to go. You can you can afford to go sit for eight hours on a movie but, set. Yeah, you you get nothing. paid for all eight hours, you know? Yeah, but how much do you get paid? Not that much, but yeah. you, whatever. You get paid. Anyway... It was something to do. Because I, I know somebody who works in casting, and literally she just called me the night before. She's like, can you do this tomorrow? And I'm like, I kind of want an excuse to get out of the house, and I guess I could use the money, so sure. Dude, what? what? And it was funny because she got like, she, she populated the film with people she knows, and people she knows, like it was like all of a sudden you might be filming a movie and you hire this woman, and then all of a sudden before you realize that your entire set is, film, is like filled with weird meth people. <laughs> you know, and that's well, kind so of she happened. only hangs out with drug addicts pretty much yeah wow yeah. it's kind of funny so I mean it would work for a movie like Spun right Breaking Bad or something yeah hmm wow um you should do the uh the reality circuit you can make money doing that can't uh, Lenora hook you up with that she has tried to get you on a reality show yeah shows? I have no desi- I have you have no interest in doing it I to not be on a reality show yeah <laughs> no I think I would love to see you on like a dating show. Fame without money, I firmly believe, is one of the worst things you can Dude, get. All I'm saying is you mm. go on this, you become a famous reality star, then you direct people to listen to the podcast. Next thing you know, Sick and Wrong is huge. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, man. I doubt that. But I doubt it know, too. Yeah. I've tried. I was on that mm. uh, musical chairs one, that extreme musical chairs show. It's one of the worst, like, Eight awful. hours of my life. Oh, that dude, is, it was terrible. terrible. Yeah. No, it was called Oh Sit. Mm. People remember that. I was on it with Joe Kelly. Mm. He was like my coach. And uh, dude, they, they, they did use the name D. Simon. Mm. They didn't say anything about the podcast because yeah. I, I did a whole thing about the podcast. They even like um, pixelated my tattoos. Oh. Yeah, which is so weird because I'm running around wearing shorts and I had to like, they pixelated all my tattoos as if That's they're true. like white power tattoos or something. No, 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 because if it's copyrighted. You know, you can have it on your thing, but they can't necessarily broadcast it. Yeah, but what's copyrighted about it? You mean like... Uh, they don't know if those images are, are, are trademark, copyright. They don't know. I guess they don't. You know, yeah. so better it's better just cases. not to... Yeah. So uh, when does your movie come out? I don't know. You it know? was called Hot Girls, and I was like... When I went there, I, I didn't know what... I always something about a porn. So I'm like, is this like a Lena Dunham porn parody? I don't actually know. It could be. I'm surprised there so, hasn't been a porn parody of girls. Right, yeah. So, um, it's yeah. you know if I were to name this movie, mm. you should almost suggest this. If it hasn't been officially named yet, why not change the name to Orgy Island? Okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll float it past. Uh... <laughs> why don't you, you okay use your influence? I'll float it past some of the meth addicts I saw roaming around set. <laughs> uh, see what they say. I like that yeah. Orgy Island. That's mm. a good ring to it. Mm. 
Have uh, you been hearing about Orgy Island? I have. I thought it's called Sex Slave Island. Well, there's two names for it. There's two names. I think um, I went to I like Sex Orgy Slave Island. Island on Second Life. That was one of the islands they had. You can go there. It was great. Mm. I figured Orgy Island sounds like a porn DVD that like my brother would own. You know, it's just like all butt sex. Isn't that where Mothra came from? Orgy Island? I yeah. think so. Okay. I think, and those uh, three little girls that sing about It's like a, a Fantasy Island, but with, okay. with uh, underage sex. Welcome. Yeah. To Orgy Island. Orgy Island. Mm. Um, also known as Sex Slave Island. Mm. It is my new favorite story about Hillary Clinton. Well, there's two, actually. There's two um, uh, fascinating stories by Hillary Clinton mm. circulating about the alt-right news websites this week, which uh, I do love these websites because this is where I get my news information from because I don't trust the mainstream media, the lamestream media, no. the Jewstream media. Yeah. I don't trust them anymore. Mm. So now I go to... Alternative sources of information such as Infowars, Breitbart, mm. The Right Stuff, Conservative Times, and IntelliHub, Guerrilla News Networks. They know because they, they get the information. They're a direct line of truth. Yeah, I mean, I only, uh, the only site I trust these days is uh, whitechristianminuteman.biz. <laughs> that's really the only one I'll. White Christian Minute, that's a great, yeah, I have yeah. that bookmark. Now. Okay, that's good. where I get all my information good. from because, yeah. you know, honestly, even Fox News ran by Jews. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I, I discount any kind of news, any news, mm. any news that they, they, they post on their page, they put out, um, I question it, except for if it comes out on IntelliHub, because uh, IntelliHub reported that FBI has evidence that Hillary visited Orgy Island ah, six yes. times. Well, didn't, haven't Bill Clinton and Trump both been to Orgy Island? Trump has been to Orgy Island? Yeah. My world is crumbling. <laughs> Yes, no, that's the thing. Yeah. Both mm. Trump and Bill Clinton have mm. both been to Orgy Island numerous times. Mm. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. So, um, IntelliHub reports, citing a well-placed source in the New York Police Department, Blackwater USA founder and retired Navy SEAL Eric Prince claims that uh, among the 650,000 Huma emails that were found on Wiener's laptop... Um, as evidence against Hillary Clinton, they found that uh, they were visitors to convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein's Caribbean hideaway, known as Orgy Island. Hmm. Yeah. Also known as Sex Slave Island. Hmm. Yeah, they, uh, they found a lot of uh, other really damning critical information, including money laundering uh, and the fact that Hillary went to Sex Slave Island with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Bill Clinton went there more than 20 times. Hillary, uh, around about six Hmm. Um, but they looked, uh, IntelliHub looked at the flight logs on Jeffrey Epstein's uh, flight, or his Boeing 727 called the Lolita Express. Hmm. And she's, uh, apparently they, they found Bill Clinton's name there. You know, I totally trust these sources. They do. I completely trust these. These sources um, definitely have convinced me that Hillary Clinton is a pedophile. Right. And um, you, don't know, you, don't know, you don't know what sources have been compromised by the Dharma Initiative. Yeah, and the other forces that that control the island, right? Exactly, like the smoke monster. That's the thing. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, she puts Jeffrey Epstein like in her cabinet. He might be Secretary <clears throat> of State. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like her cab, like her kitchen cabinet. Well, that's where she keeps yeah. her girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in her pedophile ring, mm. because yeah, there's a lot of pedophile rings out there with the elites. Um, so the manifest. I just imagine her with like a cool secret decoder ring. Just She's like, like, this is my pedophile ring. 
<laughs> so what happens if she actually touches someone on it with it? They become a pedophile? They become a child. Oh, they become they a child raped. and then she can fuck them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful ring you have there. <laughs> uh, the manifest for the trips between 2001 and hmm. 2003 identified fellow passengers by their initials or first names, including Tatiana. Mm-hmm. The jet reportedly was outfitted with a bed where passengers could have group sex with young girls. It's convenient. Because, I mean, if you can't just wait till you get to Sex Life Island, maybe you just want to fuck, you know, a 12-year-old on the plane. It only takes like four hours to fly from New York to the Caribbean, I think, right? Something. Yeah, but if you're horny at the time, why would you want to wait? That's just, okay. So, yeah, so in Telehub and uh, Breitbart and some of the other... Um, very trustworthy, reliable news organizations have uh, exposed the elite 1%'s orgy island. Mm. It was in, it's in the U.S. Virgin Islands next to Puerto Rico. The island boasts a beautifully landscaped, plush luxury estate complete with its own helipad, which is privy only to certain members of the global elite. It's owned by Jeffrey Epstein, wealthy American financier and convicted sex offender. You know what, what is also o- open only to uh, select members of the uh, elite? All helipads, because you need to fucking own a helicopter, you know? Yeah, and you can only be yeah. in the global elite yeah. on a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, I don't think I can land my Prius on one of those. No, no, you can't. Um, this is a well-desired hangout amongst key figureheads, actors, mm-hmm. and royalty, such as former U.S. President Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. um, Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton, yeah. Kevin Spacey, and get this, even Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew is going to sex parties with underage girls. Is that the one who dressed up like a... And that's Prince Harry. Who the fuck is Prince Andrew? I don't know. He's one of the princes. Okay. I think he's the guy with like that was married to Sarah Ferguson, wasn't it? Jesus. I don't even know. I have Whatever. No idea. Yeah. They're, they're going to these okay. underage sex parties mm. on Orgy Island. Okay. Um, the people attending this lavish residence don't go there to discuss cutting-edge scientific and medical research as the Epstein Foundation would like you to believe. But rather, they go there to experience full-on sexual encounters with underage girls. Okay. Kevin Spacey? I thought that dude only shagged men. Underage men. But But not underage, but men. They don't have underage boys at this thing? Uh, Not according to this article. Mm. They said it's just underage girls. However, didn't you find an article that had like a list of keywords that they use to identify who they're going to fuck in the pedophile ring? Low life. Oh, yeah, of course. Tonight, you know. Jesus. What is that? I see this low I can't, the videos, I can't stop the videos, the man. It's driving me press crazy. pause. Uh, yeah, and it starts up again. These sites are insane, D, all right? They're crazy. Oh, God. Now, I guess now they're going to check the Podesta emails for, for these keywords. So these are the keywords pertaining to the child sex ring. Because if, you, if, you're, if you're involved in a child sex ring, one of the things you want is you want your... Uh, your campaign manager to be involved. You know what I mean? He doesn't have enough on his plate managing a campaign. You got to get him, you know, you got to get him involved in the day-to-day operations of a child well, sex ring. Yeah, well, coming up with a secret code yeah. for uh, yeah. for the pedophile sex ring. So, hot dog. Hot dog. What do you think that is? I think it's a uh, very tasty treat of unidentifiable meat. No, it's a boy. Oh, it means boy. Yeah. So if uh, so, if any of these emails mention hot dog, it means about they're actually referring to having sex with boys. A boy, yeah, I believe okay. a bo- boy most likely between the ages of uh, say twelve and seventeen. Okay, right? hot dog. Yeah. Um, pizza. 
girl the same age. Okay, so pizza. hot dog or pizza mm-hmm. means you can, and that's that's the code word there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This reminds me of like a school lunch. You know, it's kind of weird. <laughs> like, remember that square pizza you'd get? Yeah, that was just I basically like just that cardboard. Pizza. Yeah, I, that, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Isn't that kind of what Domino's is basically? It's kind of yeah. Uh, so um, and then you have cheese is little girl and pasta is little boy. Okay, so we got a hot dog, pizza, yeah. cheese, and pasta. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'll take it down your order. What do you, did you want? <laughs> did you want cheese on your pasta or? I'll like hot, uh, take some mustard on okay. that hot dog. Do you want some cheese inside the hot dog? Oh, cheese. Oh, a cheese dog. Cheese dog. I wonder what that means. Yeah. Do they have pizza bagel. Um, what is pizza bagel? Like a young Jewish girl? <laughs> uh, yeah, little Yentl. Um, yeah, pizza bagel, you know, uh, I can, hmm. I can get some disco fries on that. All right. Uh, uh, I'm down with that. Yeah. So, uh, ice cream is a male prostitute. Ice cream, male prostitute. Yeah. Hmm. Have you met ice cream? He's great. He's really, he's a lot of fun. <laughs> I haven't actually um, tried out my ice cream yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hey guys, it's me, ice cream. <laughs> uh, you guys hired me for the whole night, but, uh, you know what? I'm just going to hang around for the weekend cause I'm that much fun. Uh, so, okay, walnut or nuts is a person of color. I don't even understand that. Mm. Why would that? So you might say like, <clears throat> yeah, you know what I'm in the mood for? I'm in the mood for, uh, mm, I don't know, man. You know, like uh, nutty hot dog. Give me a nutty hot dog. It's oh, okay, you mean, uh, so you'd use these terms yeah. together, yeah. like conjunctions. Oh, you like... mean you want a colored boy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a colored boy, yeah. Yeah, nutty hot dog. Can you put nuts on that pizza? Yeah. <laughs> But so wait, nuts is just mm-hmm. any color. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. then the regular pizza is just white. Mm-hmm. All right. Hmm. Do you think it's cheaper for nuts? Somehow I don't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so because the more specific you get, you know, mm. the, the the less the more expensive things are. Hmm. So map is semen. Map is semen. Where, okay, where who decoded this? I read that this came from like a, a posting on like Breitbart. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So okay, so Breitbart somehow went in there and uh, decoded this the, the, these terms. Yes. Okay, interesting. So and and uh, Jarrett Wyand, who's that? I don't know who that is. Do you think Julian Assange has the key to this? Does does he know the real meaning of these uh, these terms? Oh, I'm sure he does. You know. What I find amusing about this, mm-hmm. so. The FBI is reopening the investigation based on a number of emails that they found on uh, Wiener's server. They yeah. don't haven't, you know, they haven't declared the contents of these emails. They don't even know what's on the email. They're just reopening the investigation because they found some emails. You know, some of the emails that WikiLeaks exposed were recipes for risotto, Hillary's own recipe for risotto that she mm. sent to Huma. So I'm wondering if that risotto recipe is actually secret code. For having sex with underage kids. I mean, how much map is in the risotto is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you know? there's a lot of maps. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, maps from around yeah. the world in the risotto. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like probably everyone just kind of stood around yeah. and had a circle jerk into the risotto. And then, uh, yeah, she made the recipe Must be a conf- confusing plane ride, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> On the Lolita Express. Damn it, you got ice cream all over my map. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't know where we're going. Well, uh, it's called the Lolita Express. The Lolita the Express, yeah. yeah. Which is also the, the name of the uh, University of Iowa's intensive Nabokov workshop. 
if you're interested in taking that. So, so uh, Fox News reported in July that attorneys for Epstein touted his close friendship with Bill Clinton and even claimed the billionaire helped start the Clinton Global Initiative. Mm. So the Clintons are close friends with Epstein. But as a matter of fact, isn't Trump also close friends with Epstein? Yes, yes he is. So, okay, my head is exploding right mm. now. Did I don't know. Trump, what are we supposed to do with this information? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. what I'm going to do now because okay. I got to vote on Tuesday. But mm. now I'm just thinking sex ring. You got Trump standing there jerking off mm. on some pizza next to Hillary Clinton who's masturbating on the pizza mm. with some maps I'm on the pizza. I'm so fucking hungry right now. It's weird. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> you want nuts or do you want... Uh, a hot dog. <laughs> I can go for some nuts. I can go for some nuts. You know, I, I want a walnut Sunday. I want a walnut Sunday right now. All well, right. what what's Trump's affiliation with Epstein? Like, just are they? I'm a rich guy. He's a rich guy. We go to sex parties together. Yeah. Hmm. You know, you gotta yeah. billionaires. You gotta you gotta be in the three comma club. You know what I mean? That's the thing. I think yeah. billionaires just stick together. Mm -hmm. and that's I love how they decry the global elite. Mm. Well, doesn't Trump pick the members of the global elite? Because he's obviously in it. The guy mm. has a fucking gold tower yeah. that he lives in. So now I'm just wondering, like, what are we going to do? If they say Bernie Sanders yeah. is also part of the pedophile ring, I'm, I'm committing myself. Mm. I'm, I'm going to leave the country. I'm going to move to like back to Africa. That's where yeah. I'm going. Back to yeah. Africa where politics are normal. God, these exposés. I don't, I don't think Bernie Sanders could like get it together enough to order off this menu, you know? <laughs> what do you mean yeah, nuts? Yeah, yeah. No. I don't know the nuts. I thought the cheese was lactose free. <laughs> I told you I'm lactose. I can't. I can't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so not only yeah. did IntelliHub and these other and Right Stuff and Conservative Times and Breitbart report on this bombshell mm. about Orgy Island. They also found out this week, Hillary Clinton is a Satanist. I knew it. Yep, I knew. You know, I knew it. You were talking about this like months ago. I was. But uh, apparently, WikiLeaks WikiLeaks published mm, okay. an email inviting Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman John Podesta mm. to a spirit cooking dinner hosted by performance artist Marina Abramovich, mm. which features an occult ritual created by Satanist Aleister Crowley. Okay. Don't think Alistair Crowley was actually a Satanist. He wasn't really a Satanist. Yeah. But he, according he was to called Breitbart, a diabolist, yes. but whatever. I mean, what's the. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I knew Hillary Clinton had some links to Satan. Mm. How, else, how else could someone be that evil if she wasn't being controlled by the Dark Prince? I guess, yeah. So you've been to one of these spirit cooking dinners, well, right? Okay. Spirit ritual, no, spirit just, cooking first dinner? First of all, this is Marina Abramovic, and they're like, she's a famous artist. You know, I would imagine, artist. yeah, performance artist. Yeah. If she throws a fucking shindig at her house, it's going to be fucking weird. I don't know what the, the big, you know, revelation is here. I, exactly. Artists They're, are weird, man. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck? They're not going to be yeah. sitting around eating, yeah. like, crap mac and cheese. Yeah, watching the fucking know? Patriots game. <laughs> you know, like, what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, anyway, no, apparently uh, there's some connection between this idea of spirit cooking and the uh, the masses, uh, the mass that the Ordo Templi Orientalis throws. Ordo Templi Orientalis is the church that was started by Aleister Crowley. That oh, still exists okay. to this so day. That, the OTO. So that's the connection. Yeah, the OTO. So what are they? What is the spiritual cooking dinner? They just... Well, I don't know about the dinner, but I went to an OTO mass in Queens one time, and uh, you know it's a bunch of goth looking weirdos uh, in a basement. It's they're talking 
it's like 40 minutes is just really super boring. Hmm. Before you start, you actually have to sign a paper that's like, you might like be waiver? asked to eat, yeah, waiver. Like, you're going to be asked to eat communion and it's going to be weird. It's going to have stuff in it, probably like human materials. Like, okay, define human materials. Semen and period blood. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So maps and uh, yeah. cheese. I went there with two, yeah. <laughs> I'm already getting the terms Mom, mixed can up. I have maps and cheese? <laughs> <laughs> sauce um yes. so wait wait so you had to sign a waiver saying like i'm cool with eating sperm biscuits mm-hmm. so let me just go to this yeah I, was, I went with two friends of mine one of which saw the contract and just ran out was there one feces no just, in the, okay would you have I, like I don't know. would you have been opposed to feces here's the thing this stuff is put in the <laughs> dough before it's cooked dude if someone shit in my vanilla wafer i'm not going to mm. eat it if I know it, if I know about it. Okay. It didn't, if it said shit, yeah, I'd probably be a little more concerned. You know? I would find that a bit concerned. I've never eaten but... shit. I mean, I've eaten all sorts of other things, you know? So. So, okay. So, you, so did you eat the cookie cookie? I did. You, did you, I think by signing it, you agreed to pretty much. Um, and it was like at the end of the, the mass, they're like, now we're going to do communion. And they open up. The, the, I don't know if I talked about this at all yet. But I'm not sure if he actually went into this. They but. open up this, uh, this chest that's been in the corner of the room the whole time. This is like in some basement. And uh, this, there's a naked dwarf girl that gets out of the, the chest. She's just been in there the whole time. You know? So wait, so the whole 45 minutes yeah. of, of them, the boring part where they're yeah. talking about it, she's just sitting in the chest. Mm-hmm. And does she just pop out like, a, like a Marilyn Monroe coming out of a birthday cake? No, they open it up and she climbs out, you know? And then they pick her up, put her on the altar hmm. and she sits there on the altar and you're supposed to take a cookie and then you're supposed to go over and look at her and walk and, you know, look right at her and hold the cookie up and be like, there is no part of me that is not of the gods. And then you eat the cookie while looking at this dwarf girl in the eyes and then you walk away. <laughs> what does she represent? I don't know. <laughs> they didn't so, tell me or I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I don't remember. So, okay. So you ate the sperm cookie. Yeah. While looking at the dwarf. Mm. And, the, and the funny thing is, because this was like 2006 or something, at the height of the Leroy Jenkins uh, craze. Who's Leroy Jenkins? you never seen that video? The classic video, the World of Warcraft thing, where they're doing a raid, and then one, they're like, all right, they're trying to plan it out, and then one guy runs ahead and he goes, Leroy Jenkins! No, it's and it was he, the guy and like... he gets everybody killed. Because no, he I runs forward this. and screams that, and then everybody, start, all the monsters start attacking. And then, hmm. anyway, I almost did that. <laughs> it ran out of, instead of. I was like, "Do I do this or do I do the?" And my friend, who I was looking at, he was like, he knew exactly what I was thinking. That wait, I was wait, do you Le- were having Leroy reservations Jenkins. about eating the cookie in front of the dwarf? Yes, well, and saying the thing. I don't. You know, it seemed weird. <laughs> I felt like I was like rebelling against the Catholic Church all over again, you know, basically. Was Hillary Clinton wearing like a, a hooded cloak sitting next to you during yes, this? She was, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but she was in uh, lizard form. Oh, so you, you yeah. didn't recognize her. Right, yeah. All right, that's good. Did you report this to Breitbart? Because uh, this might be something that they want to write a news article about. Um, I did, but I not the website. I had a seance and contacted <laughs> Andrew Breitbart's ghost. Mm. It is funny. They say here, a lot of cooking. Um, to verify your story, the Podesta's spirit cooking dinner is not what you think. It's not a normal dinner. It's, uh, it's, it's involving food with, mm. cooked with blood, sperm, and breast milk. Okay. But mostly blood. Why should we care? Who cares? 
<laughs> because Tony Podesta, yeah. who's John Podesta, the campaign manager for the for Hillary Clinton, his brother apparently is an art collector and he yeah. knows Marina Abramovich. And so he was invited to it. And yeah. by proxy, by, by being even associated with the Podestas, Hillary Clinton equals Satanist. Newsflash, artists are weird. <laughs> Who fucking thought? Who knew that? So in my That's crazy. It, so if I were to read this article, and I'm going to do like a close reading, I'm going to read in between the lines, mm-hmm. I'm going to deduce that Hillary Clinton eats food with breast milk, blood, and sperm on a regular basis. Right. And that's probably why she got so sick. You think that's why she got sick? I think that's why she's actually sick. I think that's why sick. it's keeping her alive. You think so? Yeah. The, uh, the blood, mm. sperm, and breast milk of yeah, she's uh, got young a, Gentiles? She's got a, she needs a supply of the white from the master <laughs> in order to, or else she'll die. You know, WikiLeaks commented yeah. that uh, also in this email, this bombshell of information, Tony Podesta by day is a mild mannered foreign agent for Saudi Arabia. By night, he's a spirit cooker. Hmm. So there you go, people. It's disgusting. It's disgusting that the truth has come out. But thankfully, we have bold guerrilla news agencies like InfoWars, hmm. IntelliHub, Breitbart to tell us to educate us right. about the secrets of the global elite. Um, about Orgy Island. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 72 years old. The only reason I look like this is because of all the cheesy nuts I eat. <laughs> if you weren't eating as many cheesy nuts as you do, mm. you probably, yeah, That's you right. probably would be dead by now. Yeah. So thankfully, thankfully we have these, <laughs> these, uh, these news organizations to reveal the truth. Mm. These truth identifiers out there. Truth seekers. That's I, what I, it is. I honestly find all this stuff so confusing because it's like, wait a minute. They're like, Julian Assange has got the... I'm like, I thought you guys didn't like Julian Assange. You said he's a traitor. Like, and then it's like, these things, it's like, oh, they, they, everybody works with pedophiles and everybody... Like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I think what, right now they're so desperate that they're just hurling any accusation they can just okay. at the wall and see if it sticks. But what's funny about this is that if you look at it, actually like a credible news organization mm. like CBS News or something or... Or uh, even like Google News, just an aggregator. You won't find a single article about the pedophile ring or about the spirit cooking mm. or anything like that. But if you go to like these alt-right sites or mm. Breitbart um, or uh, Conservative Observer or whatever they're called, um, you'll find tons of articles about this. And that's what people repost, repost on Facebook. So it almost comes down to like those satirical news sites. Right. Where it's like now people don't – they're confusing fact with fiction and they mm. don't even understand it, what satire even means. So at this point, we're getting all these uh, people reposting this on Facebook. And then next thing you know, it's like the masses are thinking, Hillary Clinton's the owner of a pedophile mm. ring and she eats sperm cookies. Mm. You know, it's like, okay, all right. I guess that's what's happening here. Yeah. Um, thank you, Breitbart, for giving us that piece of info. <laughs> it's really going to sway my vote. Uh, but anyway, mm. people, this is episode 557 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Uh, we have Fistful of Steel Election Edition coming up next. And uh, some phone calls after that. But first, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you.
That is absolute bull piss. Absolutely. Uh, my sperm was as potent as it got because I knocked up a broad who had a black baby. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm inciting violence, and somebody bring me up on charges because that is horse shit. That motherfucker goes into my... This is my realm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going back to the old school, back in the 50s and the 1940s when they used to use VD for venereal disease. Fuck the STDs, I still have VD. No fucking way. I don't buy it, I don't believe it, and I think it's pure fabric. Steel. Hey. Hey, what's cracking there? Um... I'm uh, I'm hoping I'm not you know derailing your Sunday plans to go see uh, Ted Nugent in uh, Sterling Heights because I think he's campaigning for Trump today. Well, I'm glad you caught me because I was busy actually uh, going into the Sarah Palin rally over in Midland, Michigan, because I'm making the Sarah Palin stop and then I'm going down to see Ted a little bit later. I'm looking forward to it. A little cat scratch fever action. <laughs> you know, they're really hitting that. St- is, it, is Michigan a swing state? They're like hitting it hard. I think this year it's up for grabs. Normally, the at least in the presidential elections or the you know the the uh, you know the main election every four years, normally it goes down almost you know completely Democrat. We'll get we'll get Republican governors elected and stuff during uh, elections uh, for governor, and you know you get some sometimes some congressmen and stuff elected uh, from the Republican Party. But usually, I think in my entire lifetime, I think maybe during a Reagan. The state maybe voted uh, Republican for the president, but other than that, I think it's almost always Democrat. Yeah, it's usually it's usually blue, but uh, I know it's kind of up for grabs this time. So I think Trump's really pulling out the heavy hitters. He's got uh, what Ted Nugent, Sterling Heights, Sarah Palin. Where's uh, Charlie Sheen campaigning? Well, Charlie Sheen isn't a Michigander, you know. Obviously, well, neither Sarah Palin. She's an Alaskan, but obviously, Ted Nugent has. To, he lives in Texas now, but his ties are from you know the Motor City. He, he was you know born and raised in Redford, the swamps of Redford, Michigan, where he used to uh, do all of his hunting and stuff before he became a, a mean street guitarist. But uh, I was hoping that maybe he'd he'd go for more Michigander uh, musicians. I was hoping maybe Bob Seger would be campaigning over in Grand Rapids, <laughs> and maybe Eminem and in Kid Rock campaigning in different parts of the state, maybe a little Stevie Wonder somewhere, even though somebody would have to tell Stevie how to get there because he's blind, he's blind as shit. Uh, somebody <laughs> have to, somebody have to drive his ass to wherever they're campaigning. But yeah, uh, I was hoping it would be an all Michigan musician campaign day here in Michigan, but apparently it's uh, the only one he could get on the, get on the hook was Nugent. God, Ted Nugent. Is it true that that guy uh, dodged the Vietnam draft by shitting his pants? Did you ever hear that? I don't know. I, I never heard that story. But I, I heard the only one I remember that was got a bunch of shit for dodging the draft was uh, Sly Sylvester Stallone because he put out all the Rambo movies in the 80s, which were all patriotic. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm killing all the gooks and killing Charlie in Vietnam and shit. But apparently he dodged the Vietnam War. But then he started making profiting from it by making all these big the Rambo movies. movies about it. Wasn't what Rambo but, yeah. was like a POW who came back and just went nuts and started killing everybody in like the woods. 
Oh, it's a great, great series. Yeah, it was. It was. A, he was a Green Beret that was in Vietnam. He came back to America. America spit on him, and you know, fucking did about you know, basically threw piss on him and shit. He wasn't, you know, uh, he wasn't respected from coming home from that war. And then all of a sudden, you know, a, a, a mean sheriff in Oregon decided to you know bring up trumped up charges on him. And then yeah, he went haywire and started killing the whole town. It was fantastic. <laughs> what was the wait? Was it? I think I'm confusing it with Braddock missing an action with the one that like the guy put the a rat in a hood and put the hood over his head oh you're mixing up yeah you're mixing up uh, chuck norris chuck norris who was mostly uh, the missing in action movies were mostly golden globus canon group productions which were i think we've i think me you and lance discussed the canon group and <laughs> golden globus before they had charles bronson and john claude van damme and chuck norris they were basically low b-level action movies that were real low budget uh, and basically had simple scripts and simple uh, uh, plots, but there was a lot of death and a lot of gore. A lot of violence. And you're mixing up Chuck Norris, who was on the low budget Canon production uh, uh, product with Sly Stallone, who I think was doing Warner Brothers. You know, he was doing major blockbusters that were making a lot of money. Well, it's post Rocky, though, right? Oh, yeah. And they were both, I can see how you can get them confused because, you know, they both, Chuck Norris and Sylvester Stallone and both the Rambo and the Missing in Action uh, franchises, they both played Vietnam vets that were going back to rescue POWs in the warm and muggy jungles of Vietnam. <laughs> so I actually looked it up on Snopes. It says it's undetermined whether or not the Nuge actually shit his pants to get out of the draft. But what the, sto the story is, that the Nuge at that time was in the Amboy Dukes. He was like, you know, had a successful yep. music career. And he was yep. kind of a hippie. Like, he had long hair. He was a rocker. And he was well, touring. Yeah, for the time, the Amboy Dukes, I think, was in the late 60s, right? Yeah, he, late 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, for his time, Yeah, he, he, his hair got longer in the 70s. But, yeah, for the late 60s, he had long hair. Kind of like, you know, monkey's long hair. And so he got, he got the draft notice, and he was like, and so he had 30 days to appear for a physical, and he was like, I'm mm -hmm. not going to derail my music career. You know, I'm, I'm just starting. I'm a touring musician. I'm not going to Vietnam. So instead, he like stopped cleaning himself. He stopped uh, shaving, stopped cutting his hair, um, did away with personal hygiene. He started eating or just, just drinking beer and eating chips and shitty food. And then a week before the election, he stopped going to the bathroom in the toilet, just shitting his pants and pissing his pants. He wore the same clothes in, so when he showed up, they were just like, yeah, this guy's not mentally stable enough to be in the Army. I, I've never heard that rumor. It's a fantastic, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work for a month to not do any personal hygiene. So I, I give him props for that. If that's what he did to get out of that fucking war, I, I think that's fantastic. I mean, I've gone to those lengths to get out of a date before I shit my pants once to get out of a date, but I've never done it to get out of a, you know, to, to dodge a draft, but that's great work on his part. I, I, I have more respect for him now that he did that. Did you actually show up for the date just smelling like shit? And you're like, oh, sorry, I had an accident. Or did you just? No, I shit my pants uh, right when I pulled up to her house. I once shit my. I, I was. Uh, I should have known. I, I ate something earlier that day that sometimes gives me problems if I if I don't take an emodium because emodium the minute I take it'll seal my colon for three days. I won't. Sh I won't shit even a nugget for three days. But I ate something that wasn't conducive to my stomach without having some. Amodium or Pepto-Bismol like protection to coat the stomach and I wound up pulling up to the driveway to pick her up and I shit my pants. 
Did she? And did you so tell her? I didn't go to the door. Obviously, <laughs> I uh, had to call her on the phone and tell her that we're going to have to make it another time. And then uh, never called her back. <laughs> did you so, explain why, or did you just say, "Hey"? No, we have- I didn't think it was necessary at the time. Although in retrospect, I, I looking back, thinking because I, I didn't really like the bra that much anyway. I didn't really want to go. It was kind of one of those things I had nothing else to do. And she kind of guilted me into going out, taking her out on a date. This was like 15, 20 years, 15, 20 years. Was she the mother of your black son? (laughs) No, she is not. But I had a black son that night in the back of my pants. (laughs) Well, it was dark brown with peanuts in it. But it was was dark enough where you could consider it black. (laughs) Well, Steele... um we can we can we can get through this segment here, so you'll have time to go catch maybe the tail end of the nuge. Maybe he'll do one of his fine songs like Wang Dang Sweet Poontang. Yeah, or, if I can um, get there before White Buffalo or Wango Tango, I'll be good. Yeah, you'll you'll be good to go. Um, A little Stranglehold or or uh, Fred Bear <laughs> or Cat Scratch Fever, which is a classic. You you got it. Yo, Catrash Trevor is one of the greatest guitarists of all time, but you got to give the guy credit. This guy loves his hunting. He loves his guns, and I'm all for guns. And uh, he loves that. But this guy wrote a fucking song, and I don't think it was big anywhere else in the country but Michigan. He wrote a song about Fred Bear, who was a, a popular, <laughs> yeah. a, a famous hunter in the early 1900s. He wrote a fucking song about a hunter, a deer hunter. And he fucking sold millions. That's pretty hard to do to write a song that people want to hear about a fucking deer hunter from 1909. Gosh, I forgot all that's about bad. that. But I, rem- yeah. I remember that in high school. Because that's the thing people don't understand in Michigan. Like in high school, my dad used to find this really funny too. In high school, like in uh, November, parents would take their kids out of school. Like you'd be out of class for like a week yep. so you could go kill things. Yeah, remember that? yeah. Absolutely. Hunting season. Hunting season was like yeah. a holiday in Michigan. Like they're like, okay, you know what? You don't have to go educate yourself for a week, maybe even 10 days. Instead, we're just going to go and we're going to kill things. And so for people like that, like Fred Bear was like an anthem. It's like an yeah, anthem. Oh yeah, that's why I say it. I'm not sure how much traction it got in the rest of the country. But here, I think I think Michigan alone, that song went platinum. Like we're talking early nineties, or late eighties. I forgot about that awful song. It's about yeah, yeah the, Fred Bear walk with me, me back. down the trails again. <laughs> Dang. But yeah, that was that was on. I don't know if you remember from this area the 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 rock station that was the major rock player in this in this market at that time. Still is, I guess, but it's more current type shit. But was Z ninety three? Z ninety three used to play Fred Bear about every 12 minutes that song was on Z93. Do you still hear that song? Like, is I it still hear on it once in a while because I have the best of Ted Nugent. I fucking, and I saw Ted Nugent live in Bay City a couple years ago. He, <laughs> he makes the rounds once in a while. He's in the state of playing. He's always playing in the state somewhere. But uh, he comes to he came to Bay City to the River Roar a couple years ago and he fucking rocked it out. So I listen to Nuge. I love the Nuge. I think he's fucking, you know, he's just a, a blue blood rocker that rocks out. Whether you like his politics or don't, you can't deny the man can write a mean riff <laughs> and he can also write a hit song about a deer hunter from the early 1900s that's that's talent he could also shit his pants to get out of going to the war go fight who hasn't yeah who who wouldn't do that (laughs) anyway we got a few rants to get to here uh a lot of these are topical rants um we're gonna save the one about trump uh the, the the election for the end the first one here is about uh uh the day after halloween also known as 
Dia de los Muertos amongst the Mexicans. <laughs> well, by the looks of all the photos I see in my Facebook newsfeed this morning, it must be the day after Halloween. Oh, here we go again. Every year you broads make Halloween a little horrier. Apparently it's not Halloween unless your costume is whorish. You've been everything from whorish nuns to whorish cops to whorish firefighters to whorish schoolgirls to whorish pirates to whorish vampires to whorish witches to whorish superheroes. Look, ladies, if your Halloween costumes keep getting any whorier, you're going to have to go as gonorrhea. We go through the same shit every year. Every October, you all try to out-whore each other with your cute little sexy pop culture-themed outfits. But has it ever dawned on any of you to just cut out the middleman and go as a whore? Yeah, that's right. Forget about trying to hide the whore behind some stupid sexy cop gimmick or some dumb slutty superhero get-up, and let's just cut to the fucking chase and go as an actual whore. You know, slap on some blue eyeshadow, put a run in your stockings, give yourself an eighth-grade education, a learning disability, a black eye, a bloody lip, and some needle tracks up and down your arm, and finally toss in a dad who never loved you and a drunken uncle who finger-banged you once during a holiday party after he drank a little bit too much eggnog, and you'll be far more hoarier than any broad who shows up to your stupid little Halloween gathering dressed up in the old and tired nun-in-a-miniskirt costume. <laughs> so wait, you're against the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the slut outfits of Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm 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 over it. It's it's 15 minutes ended in 2008. I'm done with it. It's like, how much horrier can they get? I mean, and and everything's got to be a whore. I mean, instead <laughs> of just going as a whore, like I said, they just go as a whore. But no, they got to turn everything else into a whore. Every occupation becomes a whore. Doctors and nurses, all of a sudden, we're all whores. Superheroes become whores. It's it's. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. <laughs> Did you say my favorite slutty pop culture outfit for uh, this year was uh, slutty Ken Bone? Do you see that one? I did not see that one, but to see that that you're just you're just re reinforcing my point <laughs> that they can even take a fat nerd in a red sweater that showed up to some fucking debate and turn him into a whore. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Well, but oh wait, can you honestly tell me you would not fornicate with a hot? A sexy girl wearing a Ken Bone slutty outfit. I'd fornicate with Ken Bone at this point, <laughs> let alone somebody, some hot chick dressed as a slutty Ken Bone. I'd fuck. Ken, that's again. I'll go to the source. If I want to fuck Ken Bone, I'll go to fuck Ken Bone. I won't fuck this stupid whore that's dressed up like Ken Bone in a miniskirt. Fuck her. If she wants to go out that way, just go as a fucking whore and leave the rest of us alone. I'm over it. I'm over it. And they all try to out-whore each other. See, when I go to parties nowadays, I don't even get dressed up. If I go to a Halloween party, I go as what I am, white male privilege. <laughs> you, But the, the thing is, though, you are almost a Halloween costume. Like someone probably in England has gone as John Steele. They, did they go, did they, did they whore me up? Did they make it into the John Steele slutty whore outfit? Or did they just go as John Steele? Because Mike Martin, my co-host from From the Ville, did go with me for Halloween in my senior year of high school because I had gotten kicked out of school for, I don't remember what the purpose, what the reason was that particular time because I quite often, I was suspended on many more than one occasion. <laughs> but for that, I was, I was suspended from the homecoming dance or no, the, the Halloween dance. It was a Halloween dance holiday uh, or Halloween weekend at the school. And I remember Martin went as me to try to piss off the principal and vice principal <laughs> that were going to be at the Halloween party because I wasn't supposed to be at the party. So Martin went as me to kind of give them a little 
a kick in the ass, and, and apparently they actually liked his outfit and actually laughed at it. They actually found it quite amusing. Was he the slut version of you or just the ugly version no, of you with uh, he, he fucked up teeth? He didn't have to slut me up. He didn't have to go in some, you know, fuck me pumps and a and a fucking lingerie. He just went as me. He threw on a fucking whatever my jersey number was in high school. I had 20 different jersey numbers over the years. So he went in whatever jersey number I was wearing at that particular time and put steel on the back of it. And he fucking wore, I think I at the time I used to wear like cut off football pants and football cleats is what I used to wear. <laughs> so he went in that fucking get up and that was me. He didn't have to fucking doll it up and make it into a whore. <laughs> it just pisses me off every year it's so fucking predictable I can predict what's going to happen on the day after Halloween every fucking year it's going to be whore after whore after whore and half of these broads are 55 years old and they're still dressing up like a slutty cop you know what I blame Obama for this I think it was Obama <laughs> that allowed, allowed women to they, they, he enabled women to do this by accepting that I, I, I'll take your word for it. One more reason that he needs to get out of that office. He's been, 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 been there way too long. But I, just in his defense, and I'm, I'm this is me sticking up for President Obama, which I don't know if it's ever happened. But I'm going to stick up for him and say that I remember these slutty outfits being posted on MySpace in 2006, long before fucking Barack Obama even sniffed the Oval Office. So this shit's <laughs> been going on long before he was ever in the picture. So I'm blaming that Tom guy at MySpace. You remember Tom? Oh, yeah, that guy. That faggot that used to be on the MySpace. He was everybody's friend. He was everybody's like your first friend, MySpace yeah. friend. Popular he, guy. He befriended you before anybody else did. Yeah. I'm blaming that asshole for this bullshit because before social media, this was going on, but I didn't have to see it unless I actually went to a party. And the last time I went to a Halloween party, I went to a Halloween party at the pub, the Hamilton street pub in Saginaw, Michigan. I went as my superhero <laughs> member, man. Now this wasn't a Hordo superhero costume. This was a superhero. That was a big fucking dick. It was a dick superhero. He was a, a, a cock, a, like a penis, but he like had a cape and yeah. <laughs> did you have balls for feet and just the penis? Yeah, head? Well, I had, well, it was more or less the member man was more or less. He had a big, he had a big dick. It, he wasn't like a total dick. He, he was like a person with a dick and my dick was enormous. It was, I made it out of paper mache and then I put a <laughs> tube of like uh, um soft, white, soft, pearly white, soft soap inside of it. And I, I, I was encouraged to enter the Halloween costume contest that day. And I had a cape and my, my superpower was premature ejaculation. That was what that's member man's superpower. <laughs> and so I went up on stage with a bunch of other people in gorilla outfits and Superman and Batman, outfit, whatever fucking people go as normally, this was before the, the slutting down of the fucking Halloween costumes. But I got up on stage and it was my turn, you know, and here's member man. And he kind of, I come barging out on stage. Everybody loved me. I was the crowd fucking favorite for the first three seconds seconds of me being on stage all of a sudden i squeeze that penis and i squirt the first three loads full or the first three rows full of my fake load coming from my big paper mache penis and all of a sudden they get hit like it's a gallagher contest or a gallagher <laughs> concert where he's squishing watermelon like and people get hit in the crowd with watermelon this is fake jizz they're getting hit with. All of a sudden, it's not so funny. I get booed off stage. People want my head. I had to get escorted out of the building by security. I almost got killed that night. <laughs> what did you use to spray the fake cum with? Like, what was the fake cum? Or was it fake? It, no, it was... It, it was 
<laughs> love the, or was it fake? No, yeah, it was real. I, yeah, I had that much, I had that much ejaculate in my balls at that point where I could fucking soak the first three rows of the crowd. Well, but no, it was, uh, I was a big paper mache penis that I filled with, like I had a tube in there filled with pearly white soft soap, like liquid <laughs> soft soap. And what you did is when you squeezed, I had it, I had it rigged and I'll use the term nigger rig because that's what we call it back in those days. You nigger rig something, which is just, you somehow concoct it. There's no, you know, it's not like you're an engineer or anything, but you make it. So when you squeeze the bottom of the fucking penis, the paper mache penis, it would squirt huge amounts of soft soap load out of the, out of the urethra or the penis hole on the top of the paper mache dick. So then that would squirt all over the crowd. It, it came out in massive amounts because those were the, we're talking a huge dick I mean it was a pretty good sized dick member man had wow I never knew you were so like crafty like you uh, oh yeah I'm, yeah I'm very good with arts and crafts <laughs> you're very good with arts and crafts alright well uh, the, the next rant here has to do with um, these newfangled sex robots which I'm assuming you would be happy with something like like you'd be content just to make love to a sex robot but maybe, maybe I'm wrong let's see let's see You'll find out. I just saw that a talking sex robot that has warm genitals goes on sale next year. <laughs> wow. Sex dolls have come a long way from the blow-up variety that had yarn pubic hair and clown-like helium tank mouths that I first fucked back in 1983. I'd love to have one of these new sex robots. The warm genitals seems like an excellent touch. <laughs> However, I could do without the talking. Who the fuck wants a fuck doll that can talk? Look, douchebags, if I wanted a fuck doll that could talk, I just fuck my nephew's Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> How many people know what Teddy Ruxpin is? Me and maybe you. I don't even know if you know who Teddy Ruxpin is. No, I remember Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin was that, uh, it was kind of like a children's toy teddy bear, but it had like a plastic face and, and it could, I don't know, it had like a, like recorded phrases and it could read like a yep. story to you. Yep. Yeah, you hit like a button or you press its chest or something, and yeah, it, it would it would like read phrases or terms or words or yeah, it was very popular back. I want to say I don't even was it was I still in high school when that was that was yeah probably out, early nineties. I'm thinking okay. late eighties early nineties. Did you ever fuck one of those? No, I haven't. But uh, <laughs> you know, once I wrote this joke and this rant, I've been contemplating it. If I can get a hold of one. See, my nephew isn't that age anymore. My nephew's now in high school, so if he had one, he doesn't have it anymore. So I'm going to have to be that creepy guy that goes in a toy store and buys a Teddy Ruxpin, you know, <laughs> when I don't have any kids with me, and it's going to be very creepy. I always found it funny with these sex dolls. Like, so, so the ones that the one that with the yarn pubic hair that you're referring to are like the the ones you'd buy at like the cinema art bookshop where you go and you have to blow that up. Like that thing doesn't. There's nothing human about that. Like you're basically fucking an inflatable that you would float on in a pool. You know? Whereas, yeah, exactly. I mean, their faces they look like like mangala. I mean, you remember those? I mean, yeah. They had like that. Their lit. Their mouth was kind because of, you could fuck either. They they had like a pussy. You, you had to obviously blow them up with your mouth or a tire pump, but you had because they were inflatable. But you had like they had like scary like like their mouth was always agape and they 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 looked like a cart. They didn't even look like a per. They didn't even attempt to try to make it look sexy. It was just a fucking complete. It was just a blow-up doll with no... I mean, they'd have kits on them and stuff, and then they'd have yarn-like pubic hair, which the box would always say, life-like pubic hair, which was completely wrong. It was made out of <laughs> thick yarn, like yarn you'd make an Afghan sweater out of. Uh, you remember the movie River's Edge? 
with Dennis Hopper, Keanu Reeves, Crispin Glover. I remember the movie. I don't really remember what it was about. It's about like their friends murdered this chick and then they're all kind of like some of them had to like Crispin Glover wanted to support the chick whereas Keanu Reeves is like my friend is fucked up. But anyway, they used to buy weed from Dennis Hopper and he would just carry one of those dolls around. He's like this creepy old guy that lived uh, in this creepy house. They go buy ditch weed from him and everywhere he went, he'd carry one of those 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 dolls like those old blow up dolls with a mouse that were, you know, always open. Right. And it, and it was just scary. That's why I could picture you having one of those. Now, when um, he carried it around in the movie, was it inflated or yeah, deflated? Yeah. It was inflated. Like, if he drove somewhere, like, if they went and picked him up to go take him to the store, he'd have to have the doll with him. He thought it was his girlfriend. Okay. Well, I remember I, I drove around, and my mom, my mom had a 1980, I was in high school. She had a 1984, like, red Mustang convertible with a black top. And uh, I remember I had a blow-up doll that we bought from the cinema art. I think, in fact, it, we might have bought it in the used bin. I'm not even sure it was a brand new <laughs> one when we bought it. used bin. There was like, remember cinema art when you used to walk in the cinema art, which was our porno shop here in town? There was a big bin that had like, they called them grab bags that like yeah. had like mystery shit in them. Like you <laughs> buy a grab bag and there might be a fucking uh, screw magazine along with a butt plug and a fucking rubber or something in it. And you just, you grab the bag and it'd be like three bucks for the bag and you get whatever was in it. <laughs> yeah. And it, and they also sometimes like had sex dolls boxed up in there, but the tape and the seal on the thing was broken and shit, but they were cheaper. So I think it was stuff somebody fucking bought and returned. Or and they returned it and then they used scotch tape to reseal it. Yeah. You know, so like, they were like, so I, I had what we bought one of those, me and some friends. And like I said, I, I'm pretty sure maybe it was used. I'm pretty sure somebody bought it, fucked <laughs> it, and said, it, I don't know, I'll just take it back. I already got my thrills out of it. So we bought it for like half what it would normally cost. Because those things, even in those days, just a cheap blow-up one, not like these fancy robot ones and shit they have now that look like fucking actual fucking chicks. But these ones back then, you know, for fucking junior high and high school kids, I mean, they were, they were like $39 or something. They were pretty expensive even back then. Yeah. So this thing was like, yeah, this thing was like half off. It was like maybe 20 bucks or something we got out of that fucking grab bag bin. And I remember blew it up, and I used to drive it around town sometimes in my mom's convertible when she didn't know about it. <laughs> Did so you ever I, leave it in there with someone, when your mom had to go to work the next day? No, like, I mean, I think she saw the I mean, I think she saw the doll blowing up before. Cause I mean, I, there were, I kept it in my closet in my house, but obviously... Uh, I, I only fucked it a couple times and it wasn't, uh, it was, it was kind of a, it was a lot easier just to use your hand or fuck a pillow. It was not even those fuck dolls back then were not very user friendly. I mean, they looked like the mouth, you couldn't fuck cause they, they'd always fucking the air would start leaking out of them. And the, the fucking, the, the holes that you had to stick your dick in were very uncomfortable and usually not even big. And I'm not even hung like a bear, but they usually weren't even that big or pliable. Well, they're they're made in, in China. In what do you expect? Well, I expect a four-year-old in a sweatshop in China that works 80 hours a week for three cents, I expect them to know, know how to put a fucking blow-up blow up doll together. That's what I expect. I mean, I'm paying fucking 39 bucks over here for it. He should fucking put a little bit more pride in his craftsmanship. Well, you are a crafty man. Did they have three workable holes? No, not the one that I had. Some of them did, but I think you had to pay about $20 extra for the back hole. The one that I had in 1980, whatever this was, late 80s, 
uh, the one that I had had a mouth hole that was always a gape. It was scary as shit. It was just always, it was always open, just looking for a cock. It just, ah. And then it had a <laughs> pussy hole, but the pussy hole, you couldn't even like, you could only get like half your dick in cause it didn't, it, it didn't go deep enough. The mouth, you could get a little further deep in, but there, there was no asshole on it. Was on it the one warm? that I had. Was the pussy What's hole that? warm? No, the only way it, 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 it just felt like fucking blowing up plat like plastic. Like it was, it wasn't warm unless you put like you warm baby oil or warmed up fucking Ben Gay or warmed up some lube and threw it in her pussy. Because I used to have, you'd have to throw lube in there. I had some lube that I used to squirt in the holes. But it, you know, if you wanted it warm, you'd have to, you know, you'd have to throw that in the microwave for thirty seconds before you squirted it in one of her orifices. But mine did not have an asshole, no back door on mine. Those, See, like I said, I think you had to pay another twenty bucks to get the ass. I do think there's there are going to be uh, advancements, obviously, in in sex robots to the point where eventually they're going to be like androids that you could just fuck. But the ones that I find even creepier than these old ones, these old inflatable ones, are the ones that are it's just a cross section of a woman's anatomy. You know what I'm talking about? It's just like yes. it's it's just like her ass and her vagina, yeah. and it's just a cube. So there's no head, there's no tits, there's no legs. You're just fucking a cross section of a woman's anatomy. The one that I find even creepier than that, like you're talking about the ones that are foam, like just the ass and then the pussy, you can turn it over and the pussy's there and then flip it over yeah. and there's the ass it's just there. A cube. The one that I find even cube. more disturbing than that is just the torso. The one that looks like the Black Dahlia when they found the Black Dahlia <laughs> dead on the streets of LA back in 1944. She was missing her head and her limbs and shit and it was just like her fucking torso. <laughs> like, ever since, like, it's like I saw one that had, like it had the tits, you could get the tits, the chest, and then it came down to where her pussy was. You could flip it over. The ass was there, but there were no arms, no legs, no head, no nothing. So it was just like the torso. Like, it, it was like you were fucking, a, like, the black. It was like you literally stumbled on a black dahlia and started fucking her dead corpse in the in fucking uh, old town Los Angeles. Wait, did you say, was there a head? No, there's no head. It was just, it was just the torso, but it was like, you know how mannequins will have, like, they'll be missing an arm or the, what is it, that statue, the Vincent, the, the yeah, 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 the, the, the Venus statue. de Milo, yeah, it'd be... yeah, Venus de Milo that has no arms. It was like that, except it didn't have a head and it didn't have the left, but it had like part of the arm. There was like, it was like down, like, you know, half the, down to half the bicep. So there were like arms, it was like you were fucking a corpse and then they, they amputated the they made the legs and the nubs and the hands. It was the most disgusting fucking sex doll, whatever the fuck it was I've ever seen in my life. Do you think uh, when you were growing up in high school, did your mom know better than to ever go inside your room? Because I imagine like your room, like she'd have been like, you know what? I don't need to have nightmares and trauma for the rest of my life. You know, I think, to the, you know, our parents, my parents' generation, they'd be in their seven. They're in their 70s. So they would have been born into I, I don't know if if that generation was as worldly about what their kids do to their penis, like their dad, like their, if they have sons, I don't know if they were as worldly. I mean, the dad maybe did because the dad probably jerked off. Our dad's probably jerked off like nobody's business. Oh, just like we sure. But I don't know if the moms of my parents' generation understood the depths of what their sons are capable, willing, and desire to do to their own bodies. Like, I don't know if she realized how much I was jerking off. She had to have, because I used to have a lot of wet dreams back then, too. Like, I have a wet dream almost every night, plus I jerk off to her three times a day. And I, my my underwear was so crusty. She had to know from the wash doing the laundry how crusty the front of my underwear was all the time that I had a problem with ejaculate. That I was constantly ejaculating. <laughs> I just think you know what they do. They block it out. You know, I think they just don't want to accept it. 
So it's, it's, you know, it's like a bit of a cognitive dissonance thing. I think they just kind of block it out. They know what's going on, but they just, they just think it's not. But do you think, I mean, I, I, I know like, like chicks our age, obviously know they're a little more worldly in terms of masturbatory, you know, the levels of people's ma- masturbatory depths and stuff. But I don't know. I, I, I mean, my mom had to have known. There's no way she couldn't have known. But yeah, I mean, my pillow was a mess because I used to find this pillow that was like body length pillow. It was like <laughs> as long as my body was. I used to fuck the shit out of all the fucking time. It was covered in loads, tons of loads. That's kind of like a torso, though, if you think about that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, legs. it was. It, it definitely had torso-like uh, qualities. So, in fact, remember Annie, the CPR doll? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, little rescue Annie, they call her. <laughs> she used to always have on like a sweat. Like when I was doing when they, I went through CPR class in in physical education or gym class back in the eighties, little rescue Annie was full size. She was a full-size broad. She had arms, legs. They put her in, like, a, a jogging suit. You know, you fucking made out with her or gave her mouth-to-mouth or whatever the fuck you do to try to keep her alive. I usually tried to French kiss her, but I, I got marked down for that. But uh, anyway, she's no longer a full person either. They have her down to just the torso. It's just her head and then just her chest that you can, you know, use the CPR where you can pump the chest with your hands. But there's no arms or legs. She's just a fucking torso with a head. God, you know... You know, I was, I was just thinking, like, I think it's kind of dangerous and sort of disgusting to have a torso-like doll like that around high school males. Because kids are giving yeah. that thing, like, you know, mouth-to-mouth, and I'm sure at least more than five kids have probably stuck their dick in its mouth. Yeah, because Little Orphan, or not Little Orphan Annie, that's a different Annie altogether. <laughs> little Rescue Annie is the same as the blow-up dolls. Her mouth is always agape. I don't know if you remember her, but the, 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 when, when I was going through CPR, her mouth was always agape, just like my blow-up doll's mouth was. <laughs> always looking for a cock. So you know a junior high kid or a high school kid is sticking their dick in her mouth when the teacher isn't looking. Yeah, and then other kids have to blow it, or, you know, basically blow him by proxy. Yeah. Right. When, that when some kids are trying to revive her by blowing air into her lungs, some other kid's trying to choke her by sticking her, his dick down her throat, <laughs> and I think it's appalling. <laughs> On that note, how about uh, the third rant about Trump? Look, fuckfaces, I don't think Trump is losing any sleep over the possible outcome of the upcoming election one way or the other. Look, it's a win-win for him. If he gets elected, he can add White House to his list of residences and put down leader of the free world on his resume right alongside things like billionaire and host of The Celebrity Apprentice. But if he doesn't get elected, (laughs) then he just goes back to living in Trump Tower with his billions, his supermodel wife, and his daughter that all of us are constantly fisting our assholes to. If Trump wins, he goes on living his life happily ever after. If Trump loses, he goes on living his life happily ever after. However, (laughs) being elected is all Hillary has. If she doesn't win this fucking thing, then what the fuck does she have to go back to? An empty house with a shitty email server? A pending federal investigation? A husband who would rather be jamming stogies up some fat intern's clam? A daughter whose pussy Trump wouldn't even grab if it was the last pussy on earth? in a closet full of commie jumpsuits that not even Dr. No or Kim Jong-un would be caught dead in. I mean, look, sweethearts, if Hillary loses this thing, we may have to place her on suicide watch. I mean, she's going to be more suicidal than Cleveland Indian fans and transgendered teens combined. 
<laughs> she probably would be more suicidal than a Cleveland Indian fan. You know, the thing is with Hillary, she I don't think she would run again. I think she's I think it's uh it's apparent to her that half the nation absolutely hates her, if not more. So I you know, I don't really know what what else like she would just have to retire from politics and maybe do a couple of speaking engagements every now and then. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a person whose whole life has been invested in this moment. I mean, yeah, yeah. in fact, it was invested in this moment back in 2008 when all of a sudden the, the Democrat Party thought, oh, well, let's kind of brush her aside. Let's give Obama this. Let's try to push him forward instead and we'll make her wait a little longer. I mean, the broad's 70 years old. This dame is 70. She's no fucking, you know, she's no fucking spring chicken. By the time the next election rolls around, and if, you know, she's going to be 74 years old. I mean, it's, you don't, you know, the last presidents we've had, Obama's been young and fucking the George Bush uh, Jr. was young and Clinton was young, you know, Bill or her husband was young. I mean, we don't normally elect 70 year old people anymore, you know, yeah. <laughs> and these both these candidates are in their 70s. So I don't see if she loses where she's going to run again. I think this is her one shining moment. It's now or never for her, because I think she thought it was now or never for her in 2008. And she got fucking, you know, screwed. So, uh, you know. How old? Uh, how old is, is Bernie is. Sanders? Like seventy eight? Yeah, he's older. He's like seventy something. He's seventy five, seventy four, something like that already. Yeah, he's so, he's yeah, definitely he'll up there. again either. No, yeah. I, I I don't think I don't think he'll uh, I don't think he'll run for president again. And Hillary, there, there's no way it's it's all or nothing at this point for her. But you bring up a good point about Trump. Like with Trump, I don't ever. I, I honestly don't think Trump ever thought he would get this far. I, I really don't think I think all he wanted to do was get back an NBC for canceling The Apprentice. So he's going to come out being like, I'm, you know, I almost won the presidency and is the most popular candidate. Now I'm starting the Trump Truth Network and uh, he's just going to have his own TV network. And I think that that's why it's a win win situation for the guy. Either he can be president and I don't even think he's really going to do anything. I think he's just going to be like, Mike Pence, you deal with all the boring shit. I'm just going to go and uh, go to all the parties. You know, and right, hang out and right. do the speeches. Um, but I think, it, you know, and then that's if he wins. And if he loses, well, then he's just going to be like, well, it was rigged. And then uh, you can learn about Trump Truth Network by going to my uh, my TV network. And he's going to make a billion dollars doing that because all the crazy Alex Jones people will be on it. Yeah, I mean, he's got he had a life outside of politics. I mean, he's just gotten in the politics game in the last year and a half. So he's had a life and a you know, pretty elaborate one. I mean, he's, you know, businesses and soup fucking supermodels and grabbing pussy and all and all, <laughs> a whole bunch of shit. What has she done outside of some sort of, you know, high profile public office or, you know, first lady or whatever? I mean, her whole life has been devoted to politics and the Democratic Party. Was, I mean, I, and she's got a pretty sad personal life. I mean, they, you know, her and Bill, they live separate lives. They don't even live together. They see each other once in a while on the campaign trail, and then he goes back to sticking a fucking Dutch Masters up some fucking fat broad's clam, and then she goes back to fucking whatever the... Who knows what the fuck she does on her off time? So, I, I mean... I don't know what she does. I think she's going to be pretty lost. And I think she's going to be kind of like, maybe like an Al, you know, Al Gore was kind of depressed when he lost the election in 2000. I, I kind of think we might see, we might not see her for a year after the election. And when we do, she might have a beard just like Al Gore did when we saw him in 2001. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with her. I mean, I, I often wonder if she's actually human. I think she might be some well, kind of uh programmed, you know, Android or something. So the creators are going to have to, reprogram her to live like a normal life. I, I don't know what would happen. 
Maybe they send her to Westworld. Yeah, maybe, maybe she'll go back to Westworld. I don't know. That, that that makes sense. You know, the one thing I do wonder though with Trump is if he do, if he does lose, do you think there will be some kind of armed revolution? No. Yeah, I, you hear that every. I, I've been hearing that pretty much every election for the last what three or four election cycles. That if this candidate loses, there's going to be an armed revolution and this and that. It never happened. It's just like I think the same thing that's going to fizzle out and die a, a quick death. Just like the same thing I hear from the Clinton people that if if Trump wins, I'm packing my bags and I'm moving <laughs> to Canada or I'm moving to Mexico or I'm moving to Europe. Bullshit! None of you assholes are going every anywhere. Fucking. Put your suitcase away. Put your clothes back in your drawers. You know damn well if fucking Trump wins, you're going to be living here for the rest of your life. So go fuck yourself. I think it's all hyperbole. The one thing I'm looking forward to with this election being over is is just just to stop seeing the posts from both sides on Facebook. And we can start posting about other stupid shit on the Internet. Yeah, I mean, let's get back to fucking Cecil. I never thought I'd hear myself say, can we please start posting about how sad we are about Cecil the Lion or Harambe the Gorilla? Can we get back to that? I want to hear more about Harambe. That's what I want to hear about. I don't care about Trump or Bernie Sanders or fucking Gary Johnson. Let's just move on with our lives, because that's exactly what's going to happen on November 6th, regardless of which puppet you vote for. It's like your life really isn't going to get any better. It's still going to suck. No. It's going to suck. And I got to say this, though. The one thing this election has taught me, and quite frankly, it's spoiled me for all future elections, is because now every election we have for the president, I'm going to be hoping that it comes down to a former first lady versus a reality TV star just like this year. So the next election, I'm hoping it's Mary Todd Lincoln versus 600-pound mom. That's the thing. I can almost one, guarantee one thing from this election. You'll never have another election this entertaining. No. This you one, won't. I mean, people actually look forward to watching a political debate. And that's probably the first time and only time that will ever happen. Got to oh, give that one to my, Trump. It's the first time it's ever happened, yeah, in my lifetime. And obviously, you know, it wasn't too long before I was born. You know, nobody had televisions 20 years or so before I was born. So, I mean, none of those people were looking forward to a, a fucking debates because they weren't televised, you know. So that's, you know, that's a fairly recent phenomenon to begin with. So, yeah, in the TV age, uh, we'll never probably see the likes of this again. Hmm. Well, anyway, uh, Steele, thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, this week's rants. Um, it's, it's for another fistful of steel. Always look forward to the segment. And I'm going to let you go so you can get, so you can maybe catch uh, the Nuge doing an encore performance of Fred Bear. He probably hasn't done Fred Bear yet. But no, uh, sure maybe we'll play it at the end. Closing two or three songs, in, at least in Michigan. I'm sure that, <laughs> that might even be his closer here in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. You'd so. think that would be like the, the final song, like the second encore. He'd ride out right. on a white buffalo and then kill the buffalo and just bust into Fred Bear. Yeah, you break into Fred Bear and then you slaughter a deer and then make deer jerky and the show's over. And just, you know, rip it limb to limb and just toss out the pieces to the crowd. That <laughs> is how you elect a president. Anyway, Seal, it's been good talking to you. Uh, until next month. All right. What do you do when you're at a family reunion or Thanksgiving you got a raging boner that won't go away and you're considering fucking your grandmother. You go to Adam and Eve, of course, and you buy a jerk-off sleeve, you know, dildo, uh, pocket pussy, something of that nature, so you can get in the bathroom and get 
take care of that raging boner before you have to bend over your grandma at the table and just fuck her. So go to avenue.com and type in the code diddle. That's what grandpa used to do to your dad. Talk to you later. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not even quite sure which I, I... I didn't even read through these calls. I know we got a couple of the decent ones. Um, uh, Twisted Firestarter called us. Mm-hmm. And uh, among some other people, I know a plumber called us with the, with the dilemma. Let's, uh, let's play Twisted Firestarter. All right. Here he is. Well, boys, Twisted Firestarter. First and foremost, Harrison, you were in fucking Bodmin. You should have dropped me a message, but I live like an hour away from there. How the fuck am I supposed to know that? Yeah, what the fuck, Harrison? Like, yeah. you're an hour away yeah. from Twisted Firestarter and you didn't even, e- like, email him? I, first of all, I don't, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who his email is. He calls into the show, you know? I don't know who this guy is. And it's like, oh, you're an hour away. I don't have a car. I'm being <laughs> driven around. You know what I mean? I, I don't have free will here. I'm just saying you're really inconsiderate. I don't free agency. It's very inconsiderate. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Send out my fucking psychic just powers. Just get your priorities with, straight, man. With my pedophile ring. You're fucking hanging out mm. with your buddies, eating mm. sperm cookies. Mm. You don't even call Twisted Firestarter when you're an hour away. I guess not, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Bodman Moore. Anyway, I'll get to my story. A um, couple years ago, I was in uh, Prague. I was, I was there in uh, the Czech Republic for like a month and a half on, um, on an exercise because I, I used to be in the army. But uh, anyway, we went, to, um, on, on, we went out on a night out and uh, went to this strip club. Now, we were there. It's pretty dirty, you know, as you imagine like a Prague strip club would be. And um, I find out that I can get a lesbian sex show for like, I don't know, it was like, like 1,500 corona or something. Like, I, can't, I can't remember what the exchange rate was like. But let's just say it was 1,500 corona. So I'm, I'm like 19 years old, you know. I, I don't remember what crowns are worth, so that literally means nothing to me. Yeah, and mm. I, do, I do remember, uh, it's the Kronor, isn't it? Yeah yeah, 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 I do remember it was, the dollar was worth a lot more than the Kronor, except mm. for in the tourist areas, they kind mm. of balance it out. Still a virgin, I was like, pumped, I'll fucking watch that. And, you know, I, I, I sprinted straight to a cash point, sprinted back, and then as I'm out of breath, and I'm sort of like, it's cold, so I'm like, wiping, I've got a runny nose, so I'm sort of wiping that, and... The strippers come out and they go, "Ah, oh, you, you want fucking cocaine? I, I fucking kill you!" And and this this stripper would like massive tits starts coming at me with with a fucking stiletto heel, and I didn't know what was going on. I hadn't taken cocaine. I had literally just because I'd been running and I was out of breath, and I was just stood there just stunned, like what is happening? And eventually she she calms down. I, I watch this show, which is you know one of the biggest wastes of money I've ever had. It was like a half hour long. And they're sort of there, like, licking each other out. But they're just, like, having, having a chat as they're doing it, you know, like, like, laughing at jokes and stuff. All in, all in Czech, or whatever their language is. You know, they're having a chat whilst they're licking each other out. And then, when I come out, thinking, oh, that was a fucking waste of time, I then found out that for 500 corona less, and for half hour longer, I could have just got a prostitute. <laughs> so, you know, you live and you learn, don't you? Anyway, I'll, uh... 
Leave it to it. Cheers. Hmm. Did Did you go to any strip clubs when you were in Prague? Uh, I did not. No. Did you go to any? Uh, did you uh, purchase or procure a prostitute when you were in Prague? Uh, no. No. Dude, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to compare the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if they're mutually exclusive. Yeah, you're, you're, when you when you when you're like doing a lot of heroin, not so into the uh, <laughs> not, not so horny. into the the cheesy walnut Sundays or whatever. You, well, know? you know, I when I was in Prague, I was yeah. with my girlfriend at the time, and uh, we weren't obviously I wasn't going to go see prostitutes. I wasn't mm. going to bordellos or even strip clubs. But we walked by a few strip clubs, and what I found mm. what I found kind of funny is in Prague you would see this girl that's like mm. model hot. You know, statuesque, beautiful blonde, walking next to this kind of gross older dude wearing a tracksuit and like a gold chain. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, there must be something going on there. Mm. And I think that I think that's kind of what like a lot of these strip clubs you walk by, you'd see these dudes in tracksuits and uh, gold chains just standing in front of the, uh, you know, standing in front of the uh, the strip clubs, and you'd have to pay them to go in. And I was like, God, it's so shady. It's like this. Uh, you know, elevated level of shadiness that you don't see here. So it made me think that maybe if you do go there and you pay enough money, you probably can go have sex with the girls upstairs. Right. I'm not quite sure. So I never actually went to a strip club, but I assume that they probably do try to rip you off, especially if you're a tourist. Well, you know what happens when you have a uh, an abortion in Prague, right? A partial birth abortion or just an abortion? You get a canceled check. <laughs> What, really? <laughs> so what go. was he? What, I don't understand what he meant about the cocaine. I don't know. With the, you're not allowed to do cocaine in uh, in Czech strip clubs. You're, right now, you're you're trying to get in the mindset of a, a crazed Eastern European stripper as seen through the mind of a weird British guy who shits himself called the Twisted Firestarter. So you're trying to get into a whole realm. I don't even you know. Yeah. You're trying to do some astral plane there's Doctor no way, Strange shit that I don't even... There's no way for me to, yeah. to achieve that type of empathy. Mm. I don't, I don't yeah. think I can. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I figured mm. they'd probably be mm. like, give me some of your cocaine, not mm. trying to attack you with a stiletto. However, I can attest to that. That is the weapon of choice among strippers. Okay. Like, if there's a fight between mm. two girls... Guarantee stilettos are going to come out because okay. they're not allowed to, uh, you know, to walk around with like knives or anything, and they're barely wearing anything. Well, obviously, mm. you're not supposed to walk around with a knife. But at the That's strip what clubs thigh, I worked at, uh, holsters are for guys. You know? At the strip clubs I worked Please. at, when a fight would go down, and if it was a serious, if it was just a regular fight, there was some hair pulling and scratching. Mm. But if it was a serious fight, it was just a girl walked up to another girl and clocked her upside the head with a stiletto. Mm. Yeah. All right. Very. Uh, very dangerous weapon. I got to say, though, now that I think on it, probably the mo- the best way to experience Bodmin more would be to walk around it with this guy. Be hilarious. You, and you should have called him. Yeah, I know, yeah. You should get his number and just mm. put it in your phone just for yeah. the next time. Next time, I'm next time you're there. Bodmin fucking more. <laughs> All right. All right. The next call we got mm. is uh, from another English guy. Mm. A good old-fashioned dogging story. Mm. Um, some people uh, emailed us. Uh, saying that your father was pretty dead on okay. with his definition of yeah, dogging. Right. So spot on with that one. So here's a uh, an English guy who's calling in with a good old-fashioned dogging story. Yo, D, Harrison. Uh, first-time caller, Chris Pace here, um, coming from the UK, uh, the northwest, a place called Manchester, where Oasis and Manchester United are from. Um, so the dogging thing... Uh, <laughs> I've got a little story about it. 
unfortunately doesn't involve me, but um, me and my girlfriend used to live in this house, uh, terraced house, so we had two next door neighbours, and one was a really nice older lady, and the other one was uh, a geezer about 50 years of age, and his wife, similar age. So on a Sunday morning, he used to be up really early, and uh, he'd be cleaning his car, right? And his car was full of shit, like full of dirt, mud, and what have you. So I used to say, fucking hell, he was, he was a right arsehole as well, proper cunt. So <laughs> he used to like uh, make me move my little truck that I've got, compared to what you lot drive over there, I've got uh, a little Mitsubishi Warrior uh, pickup. So he, made me, he used to make me move it out of the way so he could fucking wash his car. So anyway, um, we moved from there. And I always used to think, fucking hell, he used to wash his car every Sunday morning without fail, same time, like half seven in the fucking morning. Hmm. So anyway, we move, um, but my, my girlfriend, she stays in touch with this older lady, like, you know, just at Christmas and what have you, says, hello, Merry Christmas and shit. And then one, <laughs> one year, um, oh, by the way, these people used to go out every Saturday night. So we were like, oh, they just go out, get pissed up or what have you. So one year, my girlfriend, she, she uh, rings up this old lady and the lady says, oh, I've got such a good story to tell you. So it turns out, this fucker and his wife, uh, every Saturday night, they would go out dogging. And they would come back and obviously they would park up in like the fucking, the woods and all this shit place right around where we live. They'd do the business and then they'd fucking come back at night. And then in the morning, because his car was full of shit, they'd have to, uh, they'd have to wa he'd have to wash it off. Well, one night they went out, and apparently... Okay, so, they, so this middle-aged couple mm -hmm. is going out to the middle of the woods mm. to go dock. How do they know where to go? Is there like a, I don't know, an email group or something, or a Facebook uh, I'm sure group? there is, yeah. A dogging Facebook group. And they're just like, okay, we're going to go to... What do they... What, I mean, what do they have? Like, like... You know, longitude, latitude points. Like, how do they know where to go? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, haven't you ever gotten the directions to go get somewhere weird on the internet? I guess, like, GPS? I mean, in the 90s, we used to go to just yeah. these random raves, like in a warehouse district near Detroit. Yeah. But um, I remember when I went to the, the, old, the site of the old Spawn Ranch, you know, the Manson family uh, Spawn Ranch in Chatsworth. Um, I couldn't find it, so I pulled up a YouTube video, basically first person, like, showing how to get there. <laughs> And of course, there was some awful like new metal in the background of the video, you know. Um, but yeah, that's how I did it. Just you know? Slipknot mm. playing in the background. Um, so anyway, mm. this couple mm. is going out there every Saturday night to go to this whole dogging club. That's that is weird. That's some weird ritualistic behavior. It is. Yeah, this is like this is like the English version of Orgy Island. <laughs> it's Orgy Woods. Anyway. She goes out hardly wearing anything, like literally just like a, a, a nightgown or whatever. He goes out with her. Anyway, they must have broken <laughs> down. And they come back on the back of a fucking AA truck, um, which is like a breakdown recovery service. <laughs> and she, apparently, um, this old lady that my, my missus stays in touch with, she watches her coming out of this truck literally no shoes on wearing this fucking uh, guy's high-vis fucking jacket tits are hanging out <laughs> the lot this guy like fucking obviously like runs into the house grabs her a coat and shit so obviously um everyone surmised and suspected that that's what they were doing anyway and uh, that sort of confirms it um that's weird man i 
Hmm. I, it might just be because we live in Los Angeles, but I'm like, I don't. What's the problem? Like, what's so crazy? I don't. I don't get it. What I you find know? crazy about it is that they have to go do this in the woods rather mm -hmm. than just like, you know, a club or a something. Sex club. Yeah, why not go to, yeah. I mean, in LA, there's sex clubs. I can, can throw a rock to. in his sex club. Yeah, it's I like, well, why not just yeah. go be a swinger? Why, why do you have to be so secretive about mm -hmm. it? Like, I, I mean, you're, you're, you're meeting in these clandestine groups like in the, in the woods. It's creepy. It's like druids do that. Yeah, it's some old weird provincial ruling class shit i don't know what's going I, on so i wonder if like mm. there's all this you know gossip going around this community where there's mm. like in the shire where everyone's like talking about like oh they're dogging again you know they go out dogging every weekend yeah. you're just like oh. that's why they call it orgy shire you hear <laughs> mm. don't go over to orgy shire mm. so wow that's embarrassing so she gets off uh god could you imagine i wonder how often like the uh like the uh fucking tow truck drivers have to go out in the woods and like tow these guys you know, it's like, oh, what are you guys doing out here? It's like 3 a.m. Everyone's naked. All right. Well, I guess I'll just tow your car back. Right. Yeah. And what, you don't, you can't have a pair of pants in the trunk or something? I don't know. I mean. Yeah, you'd think you'd, pay, you yeah. know, you'd like be prepared for something like that. Yeah. Wow. Nope. That's funny. All right. Anyway, uh, what's, what's the last call? A plumber's dilemma. Hey, guys. Uh... Um, I got a story for you, and I wanted to see if, you know, you guys thought it was, what your thoughts were on it, and if you thought it was wrong, because it seemed pretty wrong, something was wrong, but I'm not sure, quite sure what, maybe you guys can clue me in here. This guy, this guy calls in a lot, doesn't he? You know, I, I, I think there's a lot of guys or that just, sound like this Or there are a lot guy. of stoner guys that talk like fucking Eeyore. In the Midwest or something. I think I this guy mm. is like the stereotypical American stoner dude. Okay. And we have a lot All of right. those guys that call in. All right. So I'm a plumber's apprentice, and I work with a plumber. and uh, The plumber's apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> we go to this job for a backup toilet. And it's out in the fucking countryside boondocks compared to, you know, some most jobs that we do, which are like either in the city or in the suburbs of Washington, D.C., but this was out in the fucking country, like the fucking uh, country-fried brain stems of the Washington, D.C. folk. Uh, so we go to this house for the backup toilet, and when we get there, the toilet's, like, overflowed with poop, and, like, the bathtub's full of shit, mm, and geez. there's shit all over the floor in the bathroom, and... We get there and this. Don't you think if you're the plumber and you mm. had an apprentice, you'd be like, "All right, this one's yours. I'm gonna stand back here, yeah, yeah. and uh, just kind of make sure you're doing everything right." Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is all you. Actually, I'm gonna go be in the car. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Facetime me if there's a problem. Yeah, totally. This, this is a man and a woman. Apparently, they had two daughters, uh, and they didn't say anything at all, like except for what they needed to say, which was, "Hello." This is our bathroom. And no, uh, we don't have a hose bid, which was something that we asked them. And other than that, that was the only things they said. And they sat on there in their dining hall mm. uh, or their dining room and at their at their kitchen table or dining hall table or whatever the fuck it was, wherever they fucking eat, whatever they eat, I don't know. They just sat there and they just stared at each other and they didn't say anything just the whole time. Um... 
They had animals outside. Uh, they were dying, but like they were stray animals. That what? Was there a guy wearing like a leather pig mask yeah, and a yeah. chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I don't understand, yeah. if I was a plumber and I went over there, I'd be like, how'd the shit get in the bathtub? How's yeah. your bathtub filled with shit? And how long has the shit been in your bathtub? Would you want to know that? Yeah, and it's... The way he's describing this, I can't tell if it's, if it's crazy or if it's just totally normal and this guy's insane. Like he's like they were sitting at a table, just one of these staring tables, at each other. They, they call it a food table where people <laughs> eat food, and, and there are animals outside, and there I think they were dying, or maybe there was a dog. It was probably just sleeping. Uh, yeah, like I don't, I can't tell. Yeah, perspective I, I think, is I think it's the, it's in the narrative itself mm. because I mean, honestly, they could be at a farmhouse, like you know, right. twenty miles outside the city. Mm. And it's just some like rural family and they're mm. sitting there at their kitchen table waiting for them to be done, mm. you know, snake in the drain. Right. Just showed up to their house to like die, I guess. They were on the porch. One fucking animal's eye was falling out and it was bloody and swollen. Uh, I don't know. Like the dogs, when we showed up, the dogs came to us and they were like, holy fuck, you're here to save us. Holy fuck. And then when we got inside, it was just like they were trying to like, play it off as like some normal fucking people in society or something i don't know so uh nothing happened we didn't die like i kind of can't go to sleep tonight because i don't know if they're going to show up or if they're following us but i want to get your opinion on it keep it sick keep it wrong peace out here's my opinion yeah if hillary clinton's elected mm -hmm. that's what life is going to be like in america yeah animals with their eyes falling out <laughs> and shitty bathtubs and you'll be sitting around your kitchen table staring at yourself in silence, staring at each other in silence, thinking, what happened to this country? Yeah. That's and, what's going to happen. And you'll call a plumber, and he'll just be like some stone retard who doesn't know how to do <laughs> I mean, if yeah. it, honestly, if you want my opinion, yeah. dude, don't get high as fuck when you go to do a fucking <laughs> plumbing job. Like, seriously, because I don't know what you're smoking. Maybe it's a sativa yeah. that uh, just kind of sets you off on this, like, insane mm. path, but... Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I, I think that's probably the worst thing. The, the, the best way to kill your buzz is to get stoned and go and having to, uh, to clear out a toilet full of shit. Yeah, and there was like a naked old <laughs> woman covered in blood in the bathtub just laughing. You're, just, you're, just, you're describing The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking what happened. Mm. The guy probably watched the movie Saw right. 3 yeah. before he went to go plumb this person's house mm. and uh, yeah, and had like uh, this horrible vision. I think just lay off the wacky tobacco. I think yeah. that's the best, uh, the best solution here. Or maybe, you know, he's the, uh, he's the uh, fucking apprentice of uh, that little guy from Saw. What's his name? What's that fellow's name? Uh, Jigsaw. Jigsaw, yeah. yeah. Jigsaw's, Jigsaw's apprentice. apprentice. Yeah. Because hmm. that's what you got to do. You got to, you know, you got to fix all the traps. You got to find all the animals, <laughs> make sure that, you know, they have their eyes removed. Everything. You got to do what all that What if this stuff. was like an elaborate ruse by the family and they always do this to fuck with plumbers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be. That's what I'd do if I, had, if I lived out in the country. Yeah, if I had yeah. some weird booty house, mm. I think I would just be like, yeah, come over to my haunted house. Build this <laughs> shitty bathtubs. I'm going to fuck with like you horse skulls on pikes you know like lining the driveway <laughs> just like crazy shit that's what I, you know so it's gonna happen you know. once hillary's elected president mm -hmm. uh, people call sick wrong hotline 323-522-4032 
Um, iTunes, best way to listen to the show, just subscribe, rate, comment. We do appreciate it, and believe me, we need the support. Mm. Um, also, uh, I'm planning on redoing the entire Cafe Press store. I was looking at it the other day, mm. and I was like, God, a lot of these shirts are old. And it's been a while since <laughs> I've even looked at it. So anyway, I'm going to be up updating the Cafe Press store. I'll be posting a new link to the store. Uh, also, Harrison mentioned that there's another site, much like Cafe Press, but better. Yeah. So I might be using that in the future. But if you want a small T-shirt, uh, we still have a few left. So you can go to sickerompodcast.com slash store for that. Uh, finally here, Sick Rom Song of the Week. is uh, I found this online. It's making the rounds. pretty funny. It's uh, by these two uh, women from the Up and Down Theater Company. And they did a song called Make America Great Again. Mm. And uh, I, I actually do think this might be the theme of the Trump-Pence campaign because they want to make America great again. So uh, we're going to end the show with the song Make America Great Again by the Up and Down Theater. Uh, Harrison, are you planning to vote on Tuesday? I am. You are? Apparently, you could already vote. I didn't know. Like Everyone's like, I voted. I'm like, no, you didn't because it's not voting day. Apparently, you could just do it whenever. Where Where do you go to vote? Like, How do you know where to go? I don't know. Um, I got to figure that out. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if like there's going to be people, mm-hmm. though, that look at you coming up and then they're going to be worried that you're going to be voting like four times. Right. Oh, you know? yeah. Because uh, I think there's a lot of people out there looking out for voter fraud. Yeah, yeah. Like I read an article about this uh, group called the Oath Keepers. And there's this guy with an eye mm. patch. It's like, oh, we'll be there, but mm. we'll be undercover. And the reporter's like, well, what are you going to do? We'll be watching. Mm. Well, how are you going to prevent somebody from voting three times? Mm. We'll be watching. It's like, okay, Oath Keepers. So you better watch out for them. Are they like those, those guys who used to cry in the stadiums? The Promise Keepers? Oh, no. Are Those they, are the virgins. Aren't they the virgins? No, they're not the virgins. I thought promise keepers are virgins. No, they were like guys. They were like dads who were like, we're not going to cheat on our wives. And, <laughs> oh, and they're crying all the time. I don't know well, why. Maybe now they became oath keepers. They're yeah. going to start uh, making sure that no voter fraud occurs. Yeah. But anyway, people, you know, we're not going to try to tell you who to vote for. Vote for whoever you want. It doesn't yeah. really matter. It's like the puppet on the right, the puppet on the left. The Federal Reserve controls everything anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I just think regardless of who you choose, your life is still going to suck. I just think it will suck a bit worse under Trump-Pence if you're a woman, gay, or minority. So uh, go, go vote who you want to vote for. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. Baziago! <laughs> do you have to write Baziago in? You do have to write it in. Oh, you actually have to write him in? Yeah. Hmm. Hey, remember, it's Asiago Cheese with a B. Ah. For it, if you're wondering how to spell it. Yeah. So. I think it only matters. You know, in California, you can vote for whoever you want. Vote for Jill Stein. Vote for Gary Johnson. It doesn't really matter because, mm. you know, it's a blue state. Right. But it's the swing states where it matters. So anyway, in closing, people, go vote, you know, because if, if you're a U.S. citizen, you should vote. It's your right. People will be back next week with episode 558. Until then, take a sleazy. Mm. This is a movement. We're going to make our country great again. Believe me, we will make our country great again. Oh